All right, KISS Army, welcome to the KISS FAQ podcast. Thank you for letting us into your head. I hope we don't do any damage. This is a KISS-related podcast by the board for the board. We hope you enjoy. Oh, hello again, everybody, and welcome to episode 45 of the KISS FAQ podcast. I am your host this week, Lonnie Weissart, STL KISS on the KISS FAQ message board, and I'm joined this week by, of course, Julian, the admin. Back for two weeks in a row, Andrew, alive, Catman on the board. And joining us for the first time in a while is Sean, Hooligans Holiday. Guys, it's nice to be with you on a Friday morning. Good to be here. Hey, so last week I know I wore that old FAQ, that's nice now, play Love Gun shirt. So I figured. And everyone is always interested in your attire, so show yourself off a little bit. Well, not even that. I just, <laughs> I, I think a little bit, and I go, what cool Kiss shirt can I wear that not everybody has? So this one is the... Uh, this one is the Kiss Cadillac shirt. Oh, I'm jealous. But you I might ask you to get me one of those. You things. totally earned that, didn't you? Yeah, well, I had to beg for it. And they wouldn't even, because they were only giving them away if you bought a VIP ticket. And I'm like, well, there's no VIP without me, so give me a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but after some begging, well, yeah, literally the VIP ticket was to meet the band. So I said, there's no VIP without the band, so give me a damn shirt. So, uh after some coercing, I was able to get myself a shirt. Very nice. But there are two versions. If you don't know, there's a black one that I guess they sold. And then if you actually worked the event, which I worked the event because it was the band, you got a red shirt. I didn't get a red shirt. So that was a nice, that was a nice segue saying that there are two versions because now I get to show this thing up, <laughs> which is hardcover book. So hardcovers are now available of the Genius Peter Paul book. Um, very limited edition because they're, they're pretty expensive to have made. So go over to kiss78soulalbums.com and check out the pain that it costs to post nearly three pounds of book internationally. Americans, of course, won't get punished as badly as my European friends, and I can't bring enough over to Europe with me when I'm there for my next trip. So check it out, see if you're interested or not. But they're going to be available only until the 19th of October. Of November, and then I'm placing the order on them, and that will probably be it because demand's just not there for these. All right, Lonnie, let's get on with the show. All right, so I got the ebook version. <laughs> <laughs> Which one is that? Is that the iBook or the Kindle? The iBook. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm I'm iGuy, so. Well, yeah, I, I know that, but I had to ask. I had to and I, I'm glad I'm glad I waited because I think you posted the Kindle version, and like the iBook came out like the the next day. Yeah, so I, I was glad that I waited. Yep, and I need to update that so you'll get an updated uh, version of that downloaded. <laughs> All right. Today we are going to – we have a few topics on the agenda today, but let's start off talking about um, the hot topic in the world of KISS, and that is KISS Cruise 5, which just ended a few days ago. And what the speculation that everybody had was what was KISS going to play for this electric sail-away show They've only done the acoustic sail away. They haven't done an electric show like that before, and I, I guess it's the first electric show, they've, electric full-on electric show they've done without makeup in 19 years, I guess. So yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. I think, it, I think, I think, think all it the is. acoustic. So. I think all the non-makers. I know those ones, those casinos they did were acoustic and unmasked. And I don't. I can't remember the. Lot, I don't. I think you're right. I think it's been about 19 years since they played electrically unmasked. Yeah, full electric show. So, um, 
So this is the uh, foundations forum of the 19 of the 21st century, actually, because that electric sailaway show was earth-shattering in what they performed, just like that foundations forum or uh, what was the other one, the Blaze Fest, when all of a sudden in the 94 they started pulling back a whole bunch of the like really ancient classics, like Going Blind, back into that set list in that format, and they've just done the same this this week. Yeah. So obviously. Um, everybody's probably seen that set list, but just coming out and playing Flaming Youth to start things off, I mean, was a kick in the teeth to anyone wondering, well, what are we really going to get here? Are they just going to go through the motions and give us just a standard style of Kiss set list electrically? And to come out and play Flaming Youth, which was the first time it's been performed electrically since 76, was... You know, I saw that obviously none of us were there. Unfortunately, we don't have a firsthand experience. But when I saw that set list, I was like, holy crap, start off with that. And to go straight into it, just looking at it here real quick, going into I Stole Your Love, Ladies Room, first time they've played that electrically since what's 70? 78. Coming Home, Plaster Caster. Mainline, Take Me, World Without Heroes, Electrically, Shock Me. Uh, skip that one. Um, which was a four. I was really disappointed that was even in there. Love All I Can. Love All I Can, Strange Ways, Mr. Speed, Electrically, which is maybe the first time electrically. I think, that that, I think that's the first time electrically, the first time incomplete. Um, you know, they did well, I think att- they, they attempted they did it. They Cruise, too. Yeah, they did because I was yelling it, and they they oh they, and they played did, it. Yeah, did they go all the way through. Yeah, 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 they did. Okay. yeah, they did. I'm brain farting on that one. Then. But on, who bro. who cares? It's one of those nuggets. Going blind, all the way. Christine sixteen, making love. I don't know how, and I haven't seen video of this. I don't know if you guys have or not. I don't know how much of all hell's breaking loose that they. All, all I've seen on the video of that is Paul doing the intro rap, and, mm-hmm. and the other guys are just standing around. And then Tommy, I think, starts playing a little bit of the riff. You know, won't be this and won't be that. Why well, you got to look like that, man? I said, "Hey, man, I am cool. I am the breeze." And that's about all I hear. That's about um, all I hear. Yeah. But it was still cool. You know, very, very cool to throw that '80s kind of thing in. And you know, maybe that's little, Tommy's favorite song. And maybe Vinny's <laughs> going to sue him again this week. <laughs> And then Hydra Heart and Shout Out Out Loud to end it. Um, very cool, very cool set list with, you know, rattling it off. Tons of of really cool songs that they never play, um, especially electrically. I mean, Mr. Speed, Flaming Youth, Strange Ways, Going Blind, just fantastic. And people who were wondering what they were going to get off of that just got their money's worth right away. Um, yeah, to- I, think, I think trying to guess what they were going to play that set that they actually executed was nothing like what I envisaged them giving the cruisers. Um, they absolutely blew away my expectations and I was sitting there going, holy shit, I didn't go. And, <laughs> and, and just, just standing there open mouth, hoping that the people who were there enjoyed the fuck out of that experience because that, that's just something I could never have anticipated kiss doing. It's just too, too wild. Sean, what are your thoughts on that? On that set list? Uh, the big thing that I really like about the set list is that typically with these kind of things, there's a structure to set list. Whereas like we have to put this song here, this song here to sort of create a flow. 
and this set list seemed really spontaneous and just like we're just going to play a bunch of songs and there didn't seem to be a whole lot of other thought behind that other than let's just play some cool songs mm-hmm. yeah totally let's just have fun yeah uh, I also Flaming Youth was a uh, surprisingly cool opener like I didn't think that would be good as like an opening song but I thought it worked really well like when I watched the video. Yeah, that's like a pant wetting opening song. It's like, holy shit, they're playing that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what they needed to start that thing off with, was was just a, a real song from out of nowhere that no one expected them to play at all. Start off with that and just get everybody's jaw to drop to start things off was, was, was the perfect way to start it off. I, I was going through TSA like when the Sailor Show was happening because I, I obviously didn't go. I, I had a gig I had to do. So I'm going through TSA and I'm seeing the set list. I was actually looking at the FAQ board, watching the set list come, and I'm like, "No, they're playing that." And then when they play "Ladies Room," I was like, "I've wanted them to play Ladies Room since '96." Actually, if you watch the video from the uh, Intrepid '96 press conference, there were people there yelling for "Ladies Room." <laughs> so why did it take them 19 years to be like, "Oh, maybe we should play this song"? It's yeah. a great song. And you know what? It's a smart choice. It's another Gene song. I think it, re- it lets Paul rest a little bit more. And if they're going to dig out some songs like that, that's going to kind of shift the vocal load from Paul to Gene. Heck, that's a fantastic one to pick. And I, agree. I, I think it was overwhelmingly positive response, even by all the armchair quarterbacks, um, you know, hanging out underneath their bridges. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think it got, obviously, it got that great of a response that for the electric show, you know, they, they played it again because I think they saw the, the amazing. Uh, amazing response that it got so you know seeing them do that again and do flaming youth again you know and, and i think those were obvious choices because they saw the response that that they got from the fans by by playing those songs and hopefully maybe it turns into something that maybe we should play you know we can speculate about set lists all day long but maybe you know they throw some nuggets like that in there more well often. I, i'm gonna i'm gonna disagree with you only because and the second electric show they played what did they play again they played uh Flaming Youth of that second electric show. Yeah. Yep. Would they play right after it? I love it loud. I love it loud. So that's what they're saying. Fuck all you guys are still going to play the same shit. If I would, if, yeah, I think that would have been a total buzzkill if you're at that show. You play Flaming Youth, like, okay, what are they going to do next? What are they going to do next? And they go, and I love it loud. I'd have been like, seriously. Do you guys Do you guys remember on the Rock the Nation tour, like the first time they started mixing things up? And for a while, they had one like rotating song where they would like swap out one song. And then Psycho Circus appeared. And it kind of stayed for like 10 shows, mm-hmm. 12 shows, and then it stayed. Yes. So I remember I had seen them in Hershey, Pennsylvania on that 2004 tour. And I think right prior to that, they were they had played Psycho Circus maybe three or four times in a row. So I was still, I had hopes that they were going to mix it up and do something cool, like, you know, All the Way or, or Love Her All I Can or just, or something cool. And Paul starts introducing Psycho Circus. And if you listen to the instant live, I yelled so loud. I was like, oh, come on, not this song. It's on there. <laughs> it's on there. I was in the 10th row, and it was so loud, the people next to me were like, the hell's wrong with this kid? Because I had, I mean, I had been following the set for the whole tour. So right. when they played that, I was like, oh, oh. But it was okay, because uh, a week later, I went to see them in Bristow, Virginia, and uh, uh, yeah, you Virginia Beach. There. Oh, you so saw I, saw the, I saw the DVD shows, which I'm actually on the DVD. So I saw both of those shows. That's okay. I saw all the way. I was happy. Yeah, yeah so did I. I, I saw. And, I saw and, but everyone, I mean, what was the audience response to that song around you? This is a public audience versus a cruise because the whole place, Concord, just went dead. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I was in the fifth, third or fifth row for the show that they did all the way for because they did they didn't do all the way both nights. They did different songs each night, so they got to guess capture them all. Um, and they played all the way, and I don't think anybody knew it. Yeah. And they even when they pulled out songs like at the time, uh, "Love Her All I Can," and and they had were playing "Parasite" again for the first time. Well, even when they played songs like that, people were like, "They could play Beth next." Yeah, so we know it doesn't work for the public, but on a cruise, all the way, you know, that's deep. Perfect. People are going to love it. Love her all I can. I mean, I was pissed in 2004 that they played that the next night. I was like, I would rather have heard Love Her All I Can than All the Way, but I'm just happy I got to hear a gem in, in concert, um, yeah. you know. Oh, here's actually a funny story. When they, they started doing Christine 16 on that tour, and um, I, rem- I saw them two nights in a row, and the first night Paul introduced... Um, Christine 16 from being off a rock and roll over. So I, <laughs> I was backstage the next night because I did the platinum ticket thing. And uh, at the time in 2004, it was really cool. It was limited to like 15 or 20 people. Yeah, so it was a really yeah, small really cool time. So when it came my turn to go up to Paul, I said, Hey, Paul, I think Christine 16 is off Love Gun and not rock and roll over. And like the room went silent. And he goes, Yeah, maybe you're right. And they walked away from me. But, but. <laughs> That night, he introduced it from Love Gun. How about that? What's so he, it's, I probably pissed him off, though. <laughs> <laughs> so could the set list have been any better, though? Um, you still have, I mean, we're Kiss fans. we got to pick things apart a little bit and, and complain a little bit about anything. So you still have Shock Me in there, which I think is a, a sleeper in the middle of there. And I think... Even Christine 16, and we were just talking about the Christine 16, I think, does that really need to be in there, too? I mean, those two, to my opinion, those two songs don't fit in that set list. Well, yeah, I, okay, I think you're right. I think they maybe could have done other songs, but you know as well as I do, if Tommy ever did another Ace song, people would just flip out. People are used to him doing Shock Me. He did it for an entire tour. Mm-hmm. And I, I actually really don't mind him singing those Ace songs. But why not pull out, like, When Lightning Strikes? Like, that would have been cool. Sure. And it would have been the perfect. It's a perfect venue to do that at too. And it's Tommy's song. Yeah, I'm going to totally agree with you on that. I mean, I think that set's perfect for an electric sail away. It's got enough of the exciting, spicy moments and enough of just the regular stuff that they need to kind of pad out a set because they don't want to learn 20. I mean, look at the length of that set. That's a good length set. It's well balanced. Um, you know, they haven't given too much away for what the whole cruise was about, which was, of course, celebrating Kiss Alive. So, other than Shock Me, which I'm, I'm just never going to like Tommy doing it um, at all. I'd rather he had done, like Andrew said, you know, one of those songs. That would be fine. Or I'd rather he really pissed people off and did Hard Times or Save My Love. Save Your Love. Save me. Your Love. Save Your Love. Okay. Rise Your Heart. Um, yeah, yeah, I was just going to say that. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, rise Your Heart. I was like, wait, what song is that? <laughs> but other, other than that, you know, uh, arm, arm sharing it, you know, perfection. All right. Well, we're not going to spend a whole lot of time on that because we were we were just like anybody else watching the set list come up online and watching YouTube videos once the cruise docked. So. Yeah, j- just wait for the pictures from those indoor shows as well because those that stage, them oh, uh, re- replicating the 75 look, which is absolutely fantastic. They look like the best tribute band out there with, with that <laughs> yeah. uh, 75 setup. Dude, uh, did anybody notice 
and I didn't notice this at first, but somebody posted a front row picture of Paul. Did anybody notice he had string holding the front of his costume so it wouldn't open back, so it wouldn't open up? No. It's there. No. It's there. Yeah, he's There's like modifications when you're in your yeah. sixties. Yeah, and and you know what? I'm not I'm not you know thrown to the dogs or anything, but I saw that I go. Hmm. I wonder how many people noticed that. Yeah, smart. Who knows? Did they have that in '75 uh, as well? Maybe. Of course not. Yeah. Yeah, he weighed like a hundred pounds in 1975. But now it's, you know, I, I'm assuming he didn't want it to fly open or open up. Yeah, because... you know what? You know, regardless of any of the kind of magician's tricks, I thought they looked fantastic. Well, they um, did. I thought they they sounded pretty good. And Paul's private set, you know, for the uh, uh, yeah. for the exclusives, playing mistake. I think that's the only other thing we really need to kind of mention is holy shit, he played a demo. That was. Extremely surprising when I saw that, and then seeing the video of him doing that was really mind blowing. Just seeing that, and then there, you know, you did "Hold Me, Touch Me" on that too. Ugh. And does Paul love "Nowhere to Run"? Because he seems to always want to do that song. He does. I, I think that's probably the biggest song out there that he regrets never performing live properly. And I'm, you know, give me that "I Still Love You" and "Nowhere to Run," two of his very, very, very best songs. You know, I think he probably regrets that Nowhere to Run is on, at the end of the day, regrets that it's on Killers and it's not available in the U.S. and it makes it hard for him to It actually play. is. It was on the box set. That's not, <laughs> that's not my point, jackass. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no, I, I get your point because America was the only country where that, that compilation wasn't released. And, right. um, and, you know, at the time, they really needed popularity in America and they, it just wasn't there. So how many versions of that album do you have, Julian? Um, too many. Three, four. I have, yeah, I got four. Why? And it's yeah. like this. It's like oh, this song. This I don't even listen to it, but I have it. I don't even know. You, saw, you saw that Mexican one I posted yesterday on Facebook. Yeah, that was really cool. That's that, really really cool. That one's actually nice condition. Um, then of course I've got Killers from the Box, the Kisteria, the UK. Oh, whatever. Let's get on with the show. <laughs> Save your vinyl podcast for your. You're going to be doing a podcast, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. There's a it's vinyl podcast called. Uh, Right now, we're just we're working the details, but you can join the Facebook group. It's called uh, Kiss My Wax, and uh, it's all about Kiss Vinyl and you know twelve inch forty fives, bootlegs, all that stuff. We're gonna we're gonna tackle everything. We got some we got some cool stuff in store. Who are you gonna do the show with? Uh, the show is with Jason, and I'm gonna really butcher his last name, Herdon or Herdon, but he's a Herndon. yeah, he's a Down Boys on the board good guy and uh great guy and then uh, obviously the vinyl resident tom shannon who everybody knows worked on the singles box set and then worked on kissed area as well very nice that'll be a good panel yeah so it's going to be good we got together a couple nights ago and we were just like you know talking and and figuring out what we wanted to do so it's going to be fun well keep us posted and we'll uh, make sure we get word out when we do our shows when your first episode's up yeah i think we're going to record in the next couple weeks so it'll be fun it'll be fun sounds good All right, well, the crux of today's show, we're going to talk about KISS videos from the early days. The um, the Alive videos, Rock and Roll Over, Dynasty, we're just trying to run through them and talk about some of those. Um, First videos they did were Rock and Roll Night and Come On and Love Me that were filmed at the Michigan Palace in May of 75. Um, you can see him below Julian and really captures the band in their early day. Er, I mean, it's a, some great early footage of the band, obviously, and 
two great songs to capture on video. Um, it's really just, it's like a, almost a souvenir from what the band looked like on a live, obviously, because shot at the same time as the cover was. So, gentlemen, what are your thoughts on these two first videos from the Dress to Kill slash Alive area? And Julian, let's start with you. You know, you basically just summed them up for me. They, these were filmed at, well, the Michigan Palace while they were rehearsing for their Kobo Hall show. Uh, so, like a day before the, one of the shows recorded for Alive. And it just embodies the Alive era for me. I mean, Mm-hmm. I've, I've had these queued up for a few days, and I've actually watched them a lot more than I have previously, um, just getting ready for the show, and it's just so freaking fun. Um, it's alive. It's that era that embodies everything that really is what KISS is about to me. So, I mean, it's kind of good that we just talked about the uh, the KISS cruise, which was, of course, all about alive. It's kind of a good connection there. They're just young. They're hungry. They're having fun. And there's no drama in these. It's just everything that's you know summed up from the album covers right there in the video in motion. So love them. And of course, come on and love me. One of my all-time favorite Kiss songs, which I'll, I'll go into in a minute while you guys are talking. Just leave these playing in the background. <laughs> Does anybody Sean. else think it's cool that they're? Oh yeah, you can go first, Sean. Yeah. Oh, all right. Um, I really uh, love these uh, videos. I like the way they look. Um, I like that arena, the Michigan Palace. I just like the way it looks. I like the way these videos are shot. And I also really like the little bits of like backstage that they put in, them interacting with fans, signing autographs, uh, shots like that one from the actual shows. I just really like how they're put together. Yeah, and that's before they really have producers and stuff. This is, I think, Allcoin and his uh, f- kind of his flip side background that made these. I've never seen any credits for anyone else helping out. Does anybody else think it's cool that um, I actually, I think there might even be some stuff missing on these clips that, that you were, that you were playing Julian, because there are, there's that, that backstage footage where they're like behind the gate. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's before I like what I did to prepare for the show is I, I looked on YouTube and I found, I found both of them like edited together. And I found one where it had the, uh, where it started with them, like signing the autographs and, uh, I don't. Is this the same clip where they're arriving at the airport? That's that's Detroit '76, right? That's Detroit. Yeah, these okay. these ones are straight off YouTube. I didn't have time to rip them off any of the the videos that I've got, so I just downloaded YouTube clips and, okay. and put them up. I, I think it's cool. The coolest part about this is, well, first of all, they're wearing those alive costumes that they didn't they didn't wear. Your jean spikes are black. Paul doesn't have any stars on the bodysuit. Ace's costume is long sleeve, and Peter's costume is totally different. He has the fur and, and whatnot, and everything. So it's cool to see those costumes like actually in like moving around and not in just pictures. And the coolest part about these videos is that there is those actual film clips from the actual night at Cobo Hall. It's because Co- the Cobo Hall was filmed on actual film footage. This is videotape. Cobo Hall was shot on film, but we don't know how much exists. And some of it, like, see that? That's actually that's from Cobo Hall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and stuff like that, we don't know how much exists. I, I know some of it was used in VH1 documentaries, and and maybe some of it appeared on, on Kissology. If you look in those menus of Kissology Volume One and Volume Two, there's tons of hidden stuff in those motion menus. So stuff like this is cool, and stuff like this is what I want to see. I want to see those the actual alive recording, or or the actual outtakes of this stuff. I mean, this stuff is this is this is Kiss right before they they broke huge. I bet Kirk Gooch could tell you exactly how much of the footage exists. 
You know, I, I actually I think there was there's somebody that that was on the the message board. Uh, I think it's Faster P Diddy who he well, yeah. edited together all the known. Oh, that, out yeah, there. that's Chris. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he edited that all together, which is great, and it's from several different uh, VH1 documentaries as well as this stuff too, and it it shows so such cool stuff. And you, you see Peter, his makeup is all it's all washed off, and you know, it would just it would be amazing to see that actual that that footage. It would be that's that's my that's my holy grail. Yeah, and we've talked about it before. I- Unfortunately, with the 40th anniversary of Alive, um, just recently, that they didn't do anything more to to celebrate it more than just having the crews be the, you know, of replicating it. It's too bad they didn't have any kind of release, like on Alive Deluxe or anything like that. But um, as far as these videos go, um, it's the it's some of the greatest footage, in my opinion, of how hungry that band was at the time before Alive release. You know, a struggling band that's that's waiting just waiting to make it big and it's them just on the on the cusp of of that happening so it's some it's some great footage um and you know it's you know it's we're i I think we're we're lucky to see things like that 40 years later of, of the band in that in that state so um after these video after these two videos they don't do anything for there are no promo videos for Destroyer, which you almost wonder what these were for. Like, why did they make these? Mm-hmm. What What was the? Why were they? Why are they having these? Because remember, there wasn't an MTV at the time. I think the only thing, the only game in town was Don Kirshner's rock concert, which I know aired these next batch of videos, the three rock and roll over videos. But what were these made for? And I think why? They were, I think they were made for like uh, to show countries outside of the U.S footage of the band i think was the idea mm. from i think what they said on the like the commentary for cosology i think they talked about it, it was mainly to promote like the uk tour okay. there was a, a ways after this so these were shot in may of 75 and they went to the uk in march of uh, 76 which you know at the uh, time it, no they went in may 76 but they had originally planned their itinerary for the rest of the year had originally had them traveling to europe for their first visit in late um 75 was when they, they planned i think it was october uh, and then of course things w- between casablanca and Allcoin blew up and of course we've heard about the delay in you know, recording Destroyer, so that threw that schedule all into disarray. So, that makes sense. so that makes sense. you know, with a five-month lead, then for these being completed, would have made sense for using them promotionally. So that's a good catch, Sean. On the and, and another good reason for people to listen to the commentary tracks on the Kissologies. That there's a lot of extra information from you know Paul and Gene and other guys in those. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense now. Yeah, it's a good catch, Sean. So, so nothing though for Destroyer. You know, which is interesting. Well, there's uh, there's the Paul Lynn Halloween special. Yeah, there's the Paul Lynn. But I mean, no, no, like videos like like these or like the ones off Rock and Roll Over and that. You know, with um, Destroyer being as visual as it as they're trying to be, I think, and and trying to take a different direction. But nothing for Destroyer. But they do three for Rock and Roll Over, which you can see below Julian now. Um, I want you. Hard luck, woman, and love them, leave them. Which uh, funny the the last two weren't really performed live on that rock and roll over tour. No, 
it's really I mean and Love Em Leave Em is in my opinion is a great song and you know never never really done at all I mean they, they did them in those Japan shows in 06 is the only thing I can even for which uh, which Japan in 2006 they did they did Love Em Leave Em yeah they did Love Em and Leave Em for Rock and Roll Over well I mean it, it wasn't like a staple like but it what I like, Want You became yeah, just like Hard Luck Woman. I mean, then he did that through mid-December, but it did get enough electrical performances, um, you know, at the time. But, you know, it was a single, so it makes sense from that context that here's here's one of the singles. Uh, but obviously, Love and Leave Him was not anything. I Want You, I don't remember being any on any single. So it was Take Me, Calling Dr. Love, Hard Luck Woman, and I'm drawing a blank on the fourth side of the second single. So, Is it Vegas Mr. Speed? Oh, yeah. Good one. Duh. So, it, it, interesting selection. I mean, these are all filmed at what, uh, Camp Gr- Curtis Gill, you know, mm-hmm. dur- during rehearsals, right before they head out on tour. So, I, I think you get to see the costumes, you get to see the band, and again, for the same sort of use, obviously they were for Don Kirshner, but they had use outside of that as what we'd call regular promotional videos as that started to grow in the mid-70s. I mean, a bunch of bands were starting to do kind of these sorts of videos, Angel, uh, obviously, another you know, cast of Lankrecht and uh, God knows who else. In the band, you can you know, obviously you see the costumes, and I think, and they're more professionally done than the than those two than those alive videos. You can see the the difference in and how the band is shot, and you know, obviously, we just see the pyro going on around them too, and it's just you can see how much they've grown since those alive videos to where they are at this point. Hey, um, finally a shot of Peter Chris. He's barely in this one. <laughs> well, Hard Luck Woman is all Peter Chris, so. <laughs> well, well, I mean, at the time, and this isn't to blow anybody's head up, but at the time, they were four superstars. So when I see stuff, I'm like, where's the other guy in the band? He's just a drummer. <laughs> <laughs> He's not really a musician. He's just a drummer. I see. He, he doesn't really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's be nice to Andrew. And see, here we go. This one's all Peter. Peter just singing, <laughs> singing his heart out, playing his heart out. Well, just just remember, guys. You know, I I know it, this this is a topic of for argument, and definitely not for the show. But um, remember, Kiss may not have existed without Beth. That was such a huge hit and propelled so many things and enabled him to do so many other things. So, well, and he, I think that's and that's why I think Harlock Woman is 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 there, and Harlock Woman is a single. And Peter is featured so much in this video is they were trying to go off of what happened with Beth and the formula. Look exactly. at that! Look at that video. Doesn't Peter look fucking happy? Yeah, That's he doesn't look guy. like his usual Ayatollah Chris Cola. <laughs> there now, Paul gets a moment. There's Paul's hand. He always did like his hands. Runs back to Peter. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, look at them and look at them in this clip. I mean, I know my favorite look is Love Gun, but like late '76, early '77, they looked great. The the makeup looked great. The costumes looked great. They were all in shape and everything looked. They they were getting their first tastes of everything that was good. They were eating good. They were getting the best of whatever they wanted. So when I I watched these clips, and obviously I didn't see them on Don Kirshner's rock concert because I, I was way too young, wasn't alive. But I saw these on those original early '90s. Um, this is my favorite. Kiss one. Vision. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look at these. Look at these videos. I mean, look at Gene and, in this. Gene right here, right now, is so badass. 
and Peter when they keep cutting to him from the above angle. These are extre- they, they, extremely well filmed for 1976 in a rehearsal facility. But And they keep cutting to him, and he's like not playing what you're hearing. So you're like, wait, what's going on? <laughs> and that's, like, that's the demon right there is, is Gene. It's his personality just shining through right there. You know, that's, you know, and even even as much as, you know, he became the demon again in 96. I mean, this footage from 76, no, seeing it like, like that. That's not, nothing like that with you know, the, those movements like that. And it's just, you know, that that's Gene Simmons in the 70s. It's, it's so while we're talking about this this footage, let's let's do a quick shout out to uh, there's, if you follow some of the unofficial releases, there's an unofficial release that has a uh, the rehearsals from, I guess, around this time they're rehearsing in that Air Force base. And there's also some footage on the Kiss My Ass long form video. And there's also uh, another bootleg that's circulating that shows more rehearsal footage of them doing this black and white without makeup, you know, shot from, you know, kind of far back. So it, it's kind of cool to get to get a glimpse as to, you know, where Kiss rehearsed at that time and, and, and all that stuff. It's definitely check out the, what is it, Take Me? That's on Kiss My Ass? Take Me is on Kiss My Ass. Yeah, definitely, uh, you know, if, if anybody watching hasn't watched that video in a long time, definitely check out that clip of Take Me. It's cool to see them rehearsing. And then obviously you can just go on YouTube and find them We're actually rehearsing Love Them and Leave Them. Um, in that, uh, in the same, in the same place, you could tell it's the same place. You could tell, and uh, it's cool because you're seeing the band evolve and you're seeing the band rehearse for this stuff. And obviously, they, it wasn't just one day go, hey, we should film this. They actually sat back and, and thought about it. Because I mean, look at look at how beautifully shot this stuff is. So it's it's great. Yeah, I'd like to find out some more details on who kind of directed this and who they used to film it because obviously it was a quantum leap from the previous one. I mean, lighting, fog, everything. I mean, it's yeah. Kind of, you can tell how much more professionally done they are. I think they just had more money at the time. They could oh, you yeah. know, waste all that fog for two, three days. Probably back in 75, they were like, well, if we use the fog tonight, we're not going to be able to use it tomorrow. And we can't afford conserve the, the fog. Yeah, they got to conserve whatever they, could, they, whatever they could. Exactly. Sean, what do you think about these ones compared to the 75? Uh, compared to this, uh, the 75 ones, I think these are a lot better. Part of that is I just like the way they look here a lot better. Um, when I was a kid, uh, my favorite part of uh, watching the extreme close-up video was when they played this and I love them, leave them, love them, leave them. I really always love these videos. Uh, my only, just one small nitpick is it always kind of bothers me in videos when the recording is clearly an acoustic guitar, but then they're playing electric guitars mm-hmm. in the video. That's just a small thing that always kind of bugs me. There you go, Andrew. Um, I queued up some more Catman for you. So we're there you go. He looks great here. He looks great here. He really does. Yeah, these are just, and obviously it's my favorite Kiss album. So I've said it before. Rock and roll over. Love it. So mine too. Odd odd choice of songs, uh, but like you said, there's a lot of other rehearsal footage out there and audio. There's multiple. sets recorded for from the rehearsal so there's a whole bunch of stuff like this um well not like this because it's not this quality um but there's some cool stuff all right lonnie take us on in our journey so nothing for love gun and alive too as far as promo videos go do you find that weird that love gun they had so much merchandise coming out at at that time you know they had the, the kiss radio obviously a little bit later they had the solo albums um, they had several different commercials for Love Gun and Alive 2. 
but no clips like this for Love Gun. I mean, they had the Alive 2 promo that was typically used for, when they were on TV, I know when Paul was on PM Magazine, they used it there. Obviously, when Gene was on uh, the WMMS show in, in 70 for the Soul Albums, they used it then. So you could tell that that little Alive 2 promo reel got some usage, but nothing like this. And no, you kind of wonder like why. And it, it's, really, it's really strange because the band had, it's not like they wore the same costumes again. The band had a new look and a new stage. And, and no plans to go to Europe. <laughs> and they didn't need any advertising in Japan. So it may strictly have been economics that they knew they didn't need to sh- take, send video of them looking different to other markets. Yeah. Maybe because those markets just weren't important enough to justify it. And there is no MTV either. I mean, I mean let's remember that too. There's fans weren't really filming videos at the time. It's just so it's just so weird to me that you know at this time Led Zeppelin is uh, getting ready to put out the song remains the same. Um, you know, Queen obviously is filming stuff. Other Alice Cooper is filming. When did um, Welcome to My Nightmare come out? Was that seventy five? Seventy five. Seventy five. Okay, so Alice Cooper had that, and other bands had these really great visual documentaries of what was going on musically with them at the time. Kiss doesn't have that. You wonder why. You wonder if there if something was planned. So, and I guess maybe the closest thing we get to something like this is a really great TV clip called uh, "Land of Hype and Glory." Hell yeah, where it has a Absolutely. lot of stuff from the the forum show and a lot of them being interviewed. So you you wonder like why why isn't there more like this? for the Love Gun era, which was their, arguably, their most popular era. Yeah, it's the pinnacle of their success. But we do get some video from Dynasty. And there's, a, there's a definitely a new look for the band and a new stage for the band this, for that era. And... You can see it below Julian. Um, filmed on June 20th, 1979, Savannah, Georgia. Um, we get I Was Made for Loving You and Sure Know Something for the two promo videos from this album. Um, and it's, you can look, I mean, just in the short time we've been talking, we've, we've seen Kiss in 75 at the live, and you see Kiss now in 79, how much they've changed and evolved that quickly. And it's really like, I really compare them to the Beatles. Look how fast the Beatles evolved from what they were on the Ed Sullivan show to what the Beatles were by Let It Be and how quickly they evolved. Kiss really evolved quickly in the 70s too, you know, despite having the the makeup obviously, but just the look of the band really evolved very, very fast. And, and the sound of the band now is, is, is different as well. So, but they do a good... It, it, the videos do a great job of showcasing the band and showcasing what they were trying to do at that point. Um, obviously, sure knows something was never performed live on the tour, so it's a it's an interesting choice. Um, no Gene songs or Ace songs, two Paul songs. What are your thoughts on on these videos, Julian? You know what? I've just flipped over to uh, Sure No Something because I think the other one is too high definition for the stream. Um, and the immediate thing I saw on that is there are better camera angles on Sure No Something than I Was Made For Loving You. I Was Made For Loving You is just like boring, kind of nothing that much different than the previous um, videos that they did. But 
they're starting to get a little bit more conceptual. I mean, look at Gene here. I mean, he's really in full mode. They're in full costume. So I, I like Shrine as something way better than I Was Made for Loving You. And that's just pure performance. This one has better coming in close up, you know, zooming in, zooming out, getting more creative and artistic. So, yeah, I, I, I'm enjoying this one to death right now. So. Mm-hmm. It made sense, you know, good business sense. You know, you've got the venue, your show's canceled. Let's make a video. And who is the guy that did this? Um, just looking at the notes here, and that's John Goodhue, a Clio award-winning director. So, you know, they definitely stepped out and gotten someone who was one of the pioneers in the industry to do their videos, and it certainly shows there's, a again, a, a very high level of quality to this. My favorite part in this video is when they recreate the uh, the front cover of Dynasty, and you know in the uh, in the slow the acapella yeah. part. That's my favorite part, and there's even some outtakes of that in one of the VH1 Kiss documentaries. So it's cool. I mean, Chirino Something is definitely the better of the two clips. And uh, was this this was also on Don Kirshner's rock concert as well too, right? I have no I have no idea where these were used. So I think it I think it was on Don Kirshner's rock concert. I think. I'm, I'm actually I'm almost positive they were on Don Kirshner's rock concert, but they were used for so many other different things. Like they were, they were shown before Attack of the Phantoms in some of the prints over in Europe. So you would see these two things, and then you would see you know the Attack of the Phantoms film uh, before that. So I mean these were used quite a bit, and you see there there are so many things that that uh, that they were used for. And I guess they were, I guess there was more of a visual medium at this time to advertise the band. I mean. The Dynasty Tour is obviously only an American tour, so you wonder what else, who else got them. Well, it's the yeah. See, that's my favorite part, part, Andrew. It's the best part. It's so cool. That's just like the opening sequence to Phantom. Kind of. But look, look at how look look at that. That's That's so cool. Someone needs to make a GIF of that little part just so I can watch that part. Just just go in and out all day and just watch that all day. Just I, it'd be mesmerizing. Like make a vine of it. And I'd just be like all day. Just well, whoever wants to do that and suck up to Andrew can. Someone do it for me, please. I'll give you a drumstick. <laughs> People want those. I don't know why. So those video those videos are you are a good representation of what the band was trying to do. Um, in 79 with Dynasty. So what do you think, Sean? Is this the right direction for the band? Or should they be doing something different? It's really jarring to like go from seeing the rock and roll over videos going straight to the... Like, it's really bizarre. Um, I liked these a lot better when I was younger. Um, but seeing them in like HE on like YouTube, the way people have remastered them, it's almost kind of overwhelming. It's sort of like watching the Schumacher Batman movies where there's just so much color and it's so bright and it's it's just kind of hard to actually look at. Um, I like the show no something one uh, just because yeah there is fun stuff like recreating the cover and I like Paul's purple costume as opposed to the silver half cape thing whatever that is. Uh, I can imagine what it would have been like seeing this in a theater with Attack of the Phantoms immediately following. I bet, I bet that was That would fun. be neat. <laughs> Very Vegasy. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys think we'll ever see the Dynasty costumes again? I hope not. I hope not. 
I think actually, Paul you know what? There, there was, uh, there was someone posted something a while back that that figures toy company that their negative kiss action figures were going to be Dynasty. Like we saw a picture of the faces. That was such a long time ago. I don't know if they're ever if we're ever going to see proper Dynasty, you know, action figures. Obviously, we got the unmasked ones with uh, the Eric Carr Palladium makeup. But they said, you know, there's a picture out there. So if you look the internet hard enough, you'll see the picture of the four faces with the Dynasty album cover. I'm kind mm-hmm. of anxious to see what those uh, what those toys are going to look like because the Dress to Kill ones are awesome. Yeah, the I tried the Ace one. <laughs> yeah, it, that is interesting, Andy, because we saw those pictures a while back, and they were supposed to be rumored to come out in the fall, and it's it's almost you know, winter. We've, we've heard nothing about them, so. And I have uh, no idea what the hell you're talking about, <laughs> Julie. You're, you don't your name to the toys. No. <laughs> <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> so, they do one video for Unmasked with Shandy. Eric, I mean, it's uh, Peter's last appearance with the band. And it's the first video that we see more footage than just the band on stage. That it's more of a, of a concept um, type video. So, um, band's still... Looks very glammy in their in their unmasked outfits. Paul looks a lot better than he doesn't have the dynasty top on, but I don't know what that silver half deal is. What he has going on in the video, but it's a rescue blanket. <laughs> looks like it looks like the like the cape they give me after I get done running a marathon. I put it on the back of marathon. <laughs> yeah, but he had the same right. cape. He had the same cape during the "I Was Made for Loving You" video. Does he? Yeah. Yeah. It's the same cave. Wow. So, it's goofy looking in my opinion. But Are these the actual, I don't think these are the unmasked costumes. I think, I guess we'll know when we see Gene, because obviously Gene's dynasty and his unmasked costume were different. Uh, no, that's still the dynasty costume. Yeah, so this is May 1980, don't forget. You know, before Peter's gone, before auditions have even occurred. So it's very transitionary. Um, you know, it's what's it, his last obligation with the band before he goes out of control. So, you know, they, they probably didn't have the costumes ready. I think this is another HD one as it's getting pretty herky-jerky. But, um, you know, I actually like this one. It's the first one when they really start getting conceptual. It's got a little bit of a plot line that ties in somewhat with where the album cover was, you know, the paparazzi, right. you know, with the girl trying to see them unmasked. And, you know, as everyone knows from the cruise as well, um, Paul's finally officially copped to where everything comes from in this song. You know, the Bruce Springsteen, Sandy, the Joe Walsh, Tomorrow, and out of those two songs, he creates this. So I think, I, you know, when I first saw this, I thought, oh, yeah, cool, nice. Again, nicely filmed. Does anybody else think it's funny that it looks like Peter's playing a different song? Like every time they cut to <laughs> Peter, it's like, what? It's, he's playing a different song. He's like, I, he's doing his drum I, solo. Every time I watch it, I'm like, this is like, like, he's playing a different song. It's like, hey, but they told me to go, let's trick him and tell him we're actually going to do this song, but it's going to be shady. He won't know the difference. <laughs> you kind of stole it from me, and I was going to say, my favorite part of this video is, is watching Peter and seeing how he's playing a different song and just and just watching him in general because it is his last appearance with the band. His last, and he knew this was, this was it when he was doing this. So it's kind of interesting to watch him. You know, it's the last time he's putting. On, he knew putting putting on the makeup. This is it. So it's kind of interesting just to watch him and his facial expressions and just his actions during the video. It's kind of 
Yeah, they probably just told him, Peter, this one's in seven eighth time, and uh, you know, let's go. You know, just play it like you did to Short Rock City. <laughs> Looks like it froze now, probably because it was that HD upscale. No, I paused it because it, oh. it was just jerking around too much. I think the end is the coolest part, where you actually see them putting on their their stage, their off stage clothes at the time, and then you see them still in the makeup. I think that's the coolest part. All right, let's see if we can get the technology to. Yeah, see, this is the coolest part, where okay. you see them walk into the dressing room. And... In in order to ensure Andrew's happiness. <laughs> yeah, keep Andrew happy. Keep the drummer happy. It's the coolest part. I don't want him throwing drumsticks at my head. Watching the guys uh, get undressed, that's your favorite part? No, no, just seeing that, <laughs> like, seeing, like, seeing, like, other pieces of the costume. Like, you saw the, where it said Ace underneath his Dynasty costume. And then you see them, you know, putting on these very 70s-style clothes. I mean, that's that's cool. There's and you kind of know, and that you know that's Ace. Yeah, you kind of know who's who. Like, like this part's cool. This part is very cool. Still in the makeup. That's yeah. That last that cool. last frame is fantastic. Is extremely cool. Agree. And that's again reminiscent of Dress to Kill, and what they did a few years ago with uh, what was it Dumby or the uh, the New York fashion show of uh, what was it? Oh, John Varvatos. Yeah, Varvatos. Yeah. There yeah. it is. Yeah. So very that's cool. cool. That's really cool footage too. So, well, so that's, we the, those, that's that's the original makeup era videos. Yeah, but we're not and, we're not and quite we're done not yet. Done. Well, no, no, because now we get into you know this is obviously with Eric Carr, and this is you know obviously the non-original lineup. Even though Peter didn't play in the last two albums, but um, first of all, why aren't those videos released like separately? I know some of them are on Kissology, but. It just seems to me that it would just be a, a, an easy cash grab for them. Yeah, do you remember year, a few years ago? Yeah, there might be rights issues, but do you remember a few years ago they were actually queuing up a release of all the compilation videos in Japan? I can't remember the name of the, the lick video. It lick It It was going to be called it Lick It Up, and that never happened. And with, yeah. Kiss, with Kissologies having them spread in between, you know, and these being all over the places, they should just do one volume. I would buy that in a minute just to have so all... All just of have them all in one spot. In, in perfect quality as well. So, I mean, look at uh, the Beatles are putting out one, reissuing one with a bonus DVD of all their videos um, that they had used similarly in the 1960s once they stopped touring. So, Kiss, you want to be like the Beatles? Come on. You, you obviously can't do number ones, but you can surely, certainly put out a greatest hits album um, with all the video tracks on one audio CD and all the videos on one DVD. Come on, make me yeah. happy. Yeah. And and we can call it uh, uh, Kiss Greatest Video Licks. Gene, I will accept my check right now. <laughs> Too late. He's already copyrighted. You're not going to get him. <laughs> That's fine. You know what? Here's my, in complete honesty, if I were to ever work on an official Kiss project, I right. wouldn't want to get paid. Just put my name on it. Just say, you know, special thanks to, or this, that, or Andrew did this. That's all I need. Done. Yeah, that's the best way to do it. Absolutely. You know, I love Ace playing an electric solo. It's Paul. This is Paul playing oh, the yep. solo. It's Paul, yeah. Now, this is another extremely well-done video, i got to say. And this was filmed Hall well, Halloween weekend, 1981. And they're in New York for three days 
to do two videos. Obviously only one gets finished that we know of, and no one seems to know anything about the Mysterious Eye video. With the ice sculptures in the background? Yeah, so everyone's seen that crappy compilation that almost looks like it was homemade by a fan. I just don't know the legitimacy of that one. But we know that they were supposed to do I as well. I mean, Andrew's made Gene cry here, so Andrew, you're mean. Uh, saying that he, Gene's she, crying that they didn't finish the I video. No, Gene's crying because Andrew asked for a check. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I looked at that, that little flame was uh, was something put in. I guess someone else was like, "Oh, I uploaded this video. I'm gonna put my name on there." <laughs> yeah, again, these are all ripped from YouTube. Uh, I don't have the time. I've actually got my VHS stack right here, but I did not have time to go uh, ripping all these from VHS sources. And so, has this... without arrows ever been on a on a DVD, or is it just on like extreme close up? In terms of official releases, <laughs> some of them are on Kissology. I know this isn't on Kissology. This is not on Kissology. No, they're not. And this is the best one. <laughs> this, 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 this is their best video, period. And I remember seeing this in the summer of 89 or 90. And this was one of, this was, well, obviously Kiss Meets the Phantom was my first introduction to Kiss. But soon after, I saw this. And at the time, I thought it was new. I'm like, oh, my God, this is the new Kiss video. And I had it on VHS, but I didn't have, like, I, I taped it, uh, like, while the video was on. And I think it started, like, right around here. And I just remember watching this, thinking like, "Whoa, this is so cool! This is so cool!" And this was the first legitimate Kiss music video. Yeah, and obviously it was the last. This video reminds me of how much I used to love the song when I first heard it, when I first saw the video, and then now I just I, I don't I don't ever need to hear it again. But I agree. But, but, people I, but, Kiss song, but the video reminds me of how much I used to love the song because the video is just so perfect. It's I mean, it's it's it, it's so well done, and you see the band in the state of what they're in in 1982, and they're they're hungry to be that heavy band again. And and, and videos have moved on so far in mm -hmm. two or three years. You know, you got to remember, 81 MTV is out, so all of a sudden, this has become business. This has become an art form, and <laughs> it re it really shows. I mean, I remember when I first saw this. You know, discovering Kiss in '85, I saw this video, and this is really my first um, interaction with Kiss in makeup. Is this video? So this badass stage i mean this is their rehearsal stage for the tour no this uh, is actually this well, the, was filmed no, the, live at a, at a creatures of the night show that's how poorly attended they were there was no no <laughs> one showed up that night just cameraman yeah so this to me you know just is my first real interaction with kiss and makeup so even to this day i see this video and i just you know smile the hell away because it's you know my 14 year old self is uh just digging it again so i love it and you forget how cool this video is because, oh, yeah. well, obviously, we don't want to hear this song ever again. So it's better it's that we're watching. It's perfect that it's on mute. Yeah. It, well, I was just going to say that. It's, it's awesome. It's, I love this video so much more than now that it's on mute. <laughs> Sean, when did you first see this video? Um, just now? For me, it was probably on one of the home videos, like Exposed or um, Extreme Close-Up, along with a lot of the other ones. And, yeah, this is always been a favorite i think a lot of it i always like seeing the videos with gene taking center stage and his songs i think that's always really fun to see him in most of the video as opposed to in the background um 
Eric's really great in it. Uh, uh, the way he's just pounding the drums. and the, You got the tank. Because that is the tank set, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The real I tank set I was well. sure if they had it yet or not. I haven't seen it yet. And, of course, the actual clips with the family were always really cool. Yeah, that's Harold Marks, the dad. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't either. This video is it's just so well done, and it's definitely, like, you could definitely feel the 80s culture in this whole thing. Obviously, they have, the, you know, the old-style phone on there, and, you know, there's just, there's just so much cool stuff in that, that video. That wasn't, and, that wasn't the old-style phone. That was the phone. Well, I mean, I'm talking <laughs> about now. Like, people say now it's an old-style phone, but that was the phone back then. But, you know, well, the coolest part of age is the old-style phone. I know. Dude. Right, right. So, I mean, but, again, this is just like Shandy. The coolest part of the video is the end, because it's not this part. I mean, that's like, oh, he's cool, he's obsessed with Kiss, and okay, all right, where's he going? Oh, okay, he's going to, he's a creature of the night, and they're like, this part, super cool. Mm-hmm. I think this is how the video should have started, without the kid. Like, they were kind of walking. I, I think the video should have started with, with, the, with them walking in, and then the TV, like, turning on to Kiss. Like that, that's so cool. That yeah. should be a poster. <laughs> that's so cool. It's the, the modern Kiss Army in 1982. It's really cool. But is that... Um, we, we saw that Shandy is Peter's last appearance with the band. What was Ace's last official appearance, though? Is this? Was it's it this, this video, or was it... Yeah. There was some, other, top of some the other footage, you know, of promotion yeah, for... Sean's right. Sean had it. But what wasn't that shot before this? No. Because don't they, don't they say that... Don't they say in Kistory that this was Ace's last day in the band? Well, if they say it in Kistory, I think that's pretty indicative. Well, no, I mean, I mean, okay, <laughs> I, I, I know the information. I know, but I, I think I think that promotional, all those promotional clips were shot before this. Does anybody know when this was shot? I don't have a clue off the top of my head. That's actually worth checking out. But I think Sean was right, and you were you were going to say that that was uh, which which video was it? The I Love It Loud in uh, Holland. Or Germany, one of those two. That's on the uh, Kiss My Ass, also, isn't it? That's that's the version on Kiss it's My on Ass. Kiss, Kissology. Is it on? I thought. Yeah. Why? I mean, again, don't piss me off because, like, why are they putting <laughs> that pile of shit on Kissology? They didn't put this on there. Well, maybe the next issue of Kissology or whatever the hell it's called, they can mix and match a little bit more. Can you imagine, like, okay, like, just imagine for like a minute. Like, I'm in the room, like, putting Kissology together, and they're like, oh, here's what we're going to do. And I'm like, why are you putting this pile of shit on there when we could put this cool video on there? What's the matter they with you? They kick you out of the room. <laughs> well, no, they, they would probably, like, I could probably see them go. Andrew, right. Andrew go right. stand in the corner. Andrew, well, don't tell me what to do. <laughs> I think they would agree. I think they would agree. I think that they need someone with that, that angry sort of passion that kind of tells them, quit putting piles of shit out. And just do you have the cool stuff? You have it. I mean, okay. I mean, I could make Kiss so much money with so little effort, so little effort. I mean, I can make him. I can make him money. Why are you putting out that monster book? Just put out a book with all the tour books. People would love it. People would buy it. They would sell a ton. Yes, more than the monster book. Anyway, that's my little. Rant. That's more than there's, five. So I'm just saying, there's you know, every every show there's going to be one. Here, here's what we're going to do. We're going to make a feature. 
Yeah, the Andrew's, show, rant. Andrew's rant. Like, what yes. about, like, what could he, like, it's kind of like Peter, you know what grinds my gears? Well, <laughs> this is what grinds my gears about that because they have such cool stuff. This is already done. They finished it 30 years ago. I love how it was finished 30 years ago. So what do they do? They, they find a piece of shit and they go, we're going to put this piece of shit on there in this place. Why? Why? Okay, so getting back to videos. <laughs> Andrew's rant is over. Back to the video. Um, in, the no, in the notes I was putting together for this, I was doing some reading through some invoices, and there's an invoice in May 1974 for 16-millimeter promo. Now, video-wise, what the fuck? I want it. I don't know what it is. I don't know how long it is. I want it too. I want it. it. Doesn't matter. I want it. You know. So um, I think going back and when we go back in time, Bill of Coins flip side, you know, experience and his multimedia experience. I mean, that was his his world. What he was doing. I'm surprised that there is not more. You know, before rock and roll all night and come on, love me. You know, we know they film stuff right for the hotter than hell commercial. Than hell. Well, yeah. So. I mean, this may obviously predates that. What did they film? What were they doing? You know, were they making promotional films? Um, I know at Naris, was it Naris or, oh shit, it's, uh, f- um, what the fuck? The March 1974 canceled shows at Madison Square Garden felt for them, felt for them. They were actually going to be doing a display um, that married up multimedia, and Kiss was one of the displays, so... I'm wondering if that's connected in any way. So, you know, any of the promotional videos, I mean, we've shown all the ones that were actually finished today, but there's a whole bunch of other ones. I mean, you guys remember what's on Kissology, uh, the, uh, what are they, German uh, from Unmasked. Uh, she's so European. and She is. She's so European. Talk to me. Talk to me. So while there's those- a fan edit of uh, what makes the world go round with the 16-millimeter footage from Sydney, which is different than the, the Sydney concert. Right, and of course the Aussies also had a, a separate one, Is That You?, which has become sort of a de facto you know, concept video as part of the canon. So, I mean, there, there's a lot of stuff out there. We've only gone through 82. Start a recording. Okay, so we uh, got through 1982 there when my system froze up. Uh, so, uh, um, I can't even remember where we were. Lonnie, help me. <laughs> <laughs> well, those you got to put in one of those pictures where it's like, please stand by, technical. Yeah. Like the cord out of the wall. <laughs> yeah, uh, please stand by. Julian fucked up again. So, every, every week's a learning experience. So uh, we'd actually finished with the video stream there. So you know, let, let's bring this show around to its end. So we, we I yeah. think I, I was just talking about how that's everything up through 1982 that we've kind of focused on today. That we know about because that there could we know be stuff that we don't know that about. Yeah, so that is that's the end of the original original era, if you will, of KISS videos before um, the biggest change in the band, taking the makeup off a year later. And, you know, we can do a show in the future. We can dissect some of those great 80s videos. And, Andrew, with your passionate takes, I really want you involved with that when we do Actually, that. Actually, no, I'm going to pass on that one because, you know, I don't really <laughs> like 80s KISS. I, I really don't. I mean, some of the stuff is cool, but it pales in comparison as to what came before and what came after. You know, I can't, Heavens on Fire is a cool song, but I can't put Heavens on Fire next to like, I Want You or, you know, Mr. Speed or something like that. It's, it just pales in comparison. I understand what they were trying to do, trying to stay afloat. They were trying to make music and they were trying to take advantage of this visual medium. 
not for me. I so were we wrong then to leave out of our discussion today? Uh, shout it out live. Uh, shout it out live. I can't speak. Shout, shout it out loud live at Detroit. Sta- uh, you know, Detroit Tiger Stadium '96, since that's originals yeah, there. Or Psycho Circus, which I think both of those are abominations. Uh, the Detroit one's cool. I'm, I just don't like how it's filmed or anything about it. I'd rather just watch a show from that era than that video. I, well, just at the time, it was cool. Now it was it's cool. not. But at the time, when you would see it, it's like, oh, Kiss is on TV, and shout out loud, and yeah. cool, and let me go by Greatest Kiss, because I don't have the songs in this order. I never saw that on, t- I never saw that on TV. I saw it on MTV that summer of 96, and it flipped out when I saw it on, and I, because I didn't know anything about it, or, I just saw that, and I knew it was the Tiger Stadium footage, obviously, and it's like, holy crap, and I just it ate cool. it up. When oh, the yeah, I wasn't in America, so no wonder I didn't see it on TV. So, <laughs> did you guys see that, Andrew, or Sean, did you guys see that on MTV 96 when it came out? Um, I would have been about two or three, so <laughs> if I did... <laughs> Oh, you're, you're about Andrew's age. No, I well, I was 11 in '96. <laughs> I was a little, I'm a little older. Well, I do remember Psycho Circus playing on MTV like '98, '99. I do remember that. I never saw Psycho Circus on TV. I had the uh, the VHS tape that I had to use the flashlight to find the CD that I wanted because they flipped <laughs> the CDs on you like bastards. But uh, I don't remember seeing Psycho Circus on TV. I definitely remember seeing Shout Out Loud on TV. No. I don't remember seeing Psycho Circus on TV either. I remember that stupid 3D video with the glasses. That was a bad video. That was that was terrible. That whole I, I bashed on Psycho Circus. You know that Dodger Stadium show. What was it last week? So I don't think I'll go there. But obviously, none of those compare to the 70s videos that we've seen today. So there's maybe there's someone out there who knows. You know, come in, into the comments and say, Hey, I know that they were planning to do a video for, you know, what, what, maybe Beth for Destroyer or some of these albums that we said that there's no videos that were filmed for them um, specifically. That'd be kind of an interesting... Uh, we're, what was that 16-millimeter film in May of 1974 for? Yeah, I would love to know. I would love to know because it'd be so cool. It would be it'd be Kiss so young and so hungry and I would be, I'd be all about it. We we talked about how much we'd like that alive footage about how hungry the band was and on the cusp of breaking it, but you know any stuff from '74 that you can get your hands on is just, especially visually, is just fantastic. So mm-hmm. anybody out there who knows anything about that, please leave us comments on on that fake message board. So hopefully it still exists because a lot of like particularly back then people didn't really save stuff, so it might not even exist anymore. Yeah. That, that would be. I'd rather not know that it ever existed than to find out that it did exist and no longer does. Throw it in the garbage. Yeah. So, well, I think that about wraps up our discussion on the original um, era of Kiss videos. So, thank you guys for coming on the show today. And thank you, everyone, for listening to the show. And as always, you guys can watch the show on YouTube, which would be a good week to watch it on YouTube since we're discussing the videos. And we have them up for you to watch, but you can, if you're on the go, you can watch them. You can download the episodes via iTunes. You can listen on the speaker app. You can download directly at the Kiss FAQ. Um, like the Kiss FAQ message board on Facebook. Andrew, I'm sorry, I'm keeping you awake. No, it's just I, it was a long night last night, so it's a, it's I'm just my day. This is the first thing I did today, so after this, I gotta like do housework. Oh. Sorry, it's one fifteen in Cleveland. It's the first thing you've done all day. I feel really <laughs> sorry for you. So. 
Well, thank you guys for coming on. Thank you, everyone, for listening. So for Andrew, for Julian, for Sean, I am Lonnie Weissar, STL Kiss on the Kiss FAQ message board. You stay classy, Kiss Army. Thank you for spending time listening to the Kiss FAQ podcast today. All sales are final. There are no refunds. If you like, look us up on Facebook or come over to the Kiss FAQ message board and discuss the topic we broadcast today. We hope to see you again.